tough tax questions. We all want to know what's going on with our money and how are we going to have money for our future. Well, part of that goes on life changes. Our lives change all the time, and we don't know how to plan for the changes. Let's take a look at several of the changes that goes on. We're going to break it down today by age levels and by things that happen in our lives, major events. And the major events that shape our lives, really we should talk about. We should talk about money before, say, getting married. When you get married, you start a new life together, but you're both going to have different goals, and you've got to talk about these things so you're not going down different roads. Nothing worse than going down a road and, and after a couple years figuring out that that person doesn't spend money the way you do. They don't think about money. They use money. Everyone uses money. It just how are you going to use it? You need to get organized. Step number one, when you talk about starting a life together, you have come from your background. The other person has come from their background. You each have a set way of thinking about money, investing, saving, and spending. Is a prettier house more important or a pretty car or a new car? Saving money most important. I've known people to go without everything just to save money. And my question is, what are you saving money for? That's your goal, but you don't worship money for the sake of money, I hope. You should be saving money to invest in things to make your life better, easier, nicer, whatever you want. But you need to have some goals, not just the goal of money. That's, that's really not what we're about. We need to get organized. First, we need to organize either online or physically somewhere in our offices, a place that you can pay bills and file them and be able to pull them back together quickly. You know, the, the reason why people have, a lot of people have bad credit scores in the first place is they just don't take the time to focus on their finances. Who likes to do that other than people like myself? Who likes to spend time paying bills? I have never been happier than when I can sit down and pay my bills, write out my checks or do my, my drafts online and know that everything is paid, nothing's bouncing. That's a great feeling. What drives people nuts is when they have to sit down with their bills and they postpone it because they don't have the money to pay the things, so they're just not going to sit down at all. They're going to wait till things start being turned off, or they're going to teach their spouse a lesson, or they're going to get even. Well, none of that works. It's all, it's all bad. So let's talk about getting organized. You need to, to set aside a spot. You need to keep it clean and neat. You need to file away your bills. You need to keep things organized. If you're going to combine your finances, that's a one big question. Is it going to be pooling of monies and have one checking account? Or are you going to have his money, her money, and our money? You need to figure that out and start out with that discussion. You're going to reduce or eliminate bad debts such as high interest rate credit card debts. Maybe the person you're marrying doesn't have the same outlook on money as you do, and they don't mind carrying debts, but you do. You need to sit down and have that discussion. You need to establish an emergency fund to cover unexpected expenses and let me tell you combining two households into one does not make it cheaper you may pay less in rent but you're going to pay more in other stuff consider making right up front right from when you get married consider making your spouse a beneficiary on investment accounts savings accounts stock life insurance 401 all that's going to change when you get married you need to update the name on your account. Maybe you need to update the address. And logins are required when you do that for most of these companies. Update your beneficiaries. You need to figure out what your financial goals are. Maybe an immediate goal is paying for your wedding or buying a home. Maybe that might be the top of mind awareness. But there's some things that you need to start saving for a long time in advance. Uh, specifically, if you need 
to put some of your money away for a retirement goal. That should always be on top of your mind, no matter if you're getting married or or what you're doing. You need to invest and identify short-term and long-term goals, and and what are you going to do with that money? Not just shove it away for a rainy day, because no one likes putting money in a bucket they don't know what the bucket's going to go for. I'd much rather have a picture of a shiny new car on the bucket knowing that's what I'm going to buy with my money. And the other thing you want to do, want to do is in, update all your insurance plans to and figure out cost to comparison. Figure out, does your spouse need to go on yours or do you need to go on your spouse's? This could all cost you a lot of money if you don't take the time to do the work needed to prepare. I know this sounds funny, but you might want to start a college savings plan. It doesn't matter if you have a child yet or not. If you're going to have a child, even if you don't have a child and you're starting a college fund, you can use that for your education later on if you decide not to have kids. You need to explore your solutions on how to get to where you want to go. But first, you've got to sit down and talk about it. Maybe this next year you have an elderly parent. A lot of us are caught in the middle between our kids preparing for college and our parents getting older. They can't take care of themselves. We're going to need to help them out financially. You need to sit down and talk with your parents about what's going on in their lives. I know that segment of the population, that age group, they don't like to tell you if they have money, don't have money, are under stress and duress or not. I work with mortgages, with reverse mortgages, ages 62 years or older, and these people do not want to tell you if they're having money issues. They always say, I'm inquiring about this kind of loan, but I don't really need the money. And by the end of the time the transaction is going to be over, they really need the money and they can't wait to close. Were they fibbing to begin with? Sure. I mean, we could all use more money. You're going to need to sit down and figure out with your parents, understand their financial situation, where their income's coming from, whether it's Social Security, insurance, stock dividends, pensions, whatever they have. You've got to figure out what it is. You're going to need to assist your parents with managing income and expenses using a budget worksheet. If you don't have one, call me. I can get you one. Nothing worse than people on a fixed income trying to decide whether they're going to eat or have pharmaceuticals. There is help for prescriptions that you may know about that your parents don't. I know that a sane, rational person would say, forget about the credit card bills. I'm going to pay and eat food. Okay, not everyone as they get older believes in that. They believe in honoring their debts no matter what kind of duress it might put them under. And their credit cards might be getting out of hand. You need to look at everything. Obtain an understanding of estate planning strategies. You need to go to a financial planner if you need the extra help. Plan for a funeral. Plan for estate. You know, we are all going to die someday. Let's have it paid for and out of the way, shall we? Not break our families. You also need to review all your parents' health care options. VAs are different than other people. Everybody has different benefits. Get a hold of the benefits. Find out what everybody's got and who's going to pay for what. It's better to plan. And if you're going to divide costs out between siblings, do that now. You need to investigate term life insurance. And you need to investigate the policies that your family has. Your parents may not have the right life insurance for them. Consult a professional. If you need names, call me. I can help. I'm not one, but I can refer you to people that take care of my stuff. There are Excellent. Long-term care. Accept the fact that your parents could need long-term care. It's never an easy decision. A lot of the organizations that I have on, on the Brazos Wellness Show, we talk about health care options, long-term living options. 
A lot of people scout those out while they're still up and mobile. So when they need the services, they've already researched it, and all their family knows what they're trying to do. Plan your taxes. Know what your tax implications are going to be if you help parents, if you don't help parents, if parents need help, need to start it all out. Maybe you're just getting out of your college, and you're saying, okay, I don't have to worry about my parents. They're still earning money. They're fine. And I'm too young. I don't need to worry about kids. Maybe you're in your 20s, and you just got that first job. Well, you need to start planning, too. You can't not plan. Um, You can't decide that 401K is optional. Not that it's going to be your saving grace when you get that old. We're always going to have some type of retirement if we take care of ourselves. We tend to depend on the government. I don't think that's the best option. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about making the most of your paychecks if you're a brand new income. And then something else that I see a lot of right now is not only how to choose the right investments, but what happens when you split that investment up, say, with a divorce? We'll conquer all those things as soon as we get back. This is Debbie Davis for The Debbie Davis Show. Hi, we're back with The Debbie Davis Show. We were talking before the break about planning for our money with our investments, starting out. We talked about with our parents. Now let's talk about making the most of your paychecks if you're young. If you're just starting out, you probably have friends or family members all that seem like natural-born savers and have it all together in the money department. It doesn't come naturally to some. We need to investigate. We need to figure out how to spend what we have, how to make our money stretch so we can also do some investing. You want to invest when you're young so when you're my age in your 40s and when you get into your 60s, you've got a pretty good nest egg saved up. You've got to start early. Pay down your credit card balances. That's probably the first thing that you need to do above all else. If you have credit card balances, start paying those off with your paychecks. Pay off student loans with your paychecks. Just because you have a low interest rate doesn't mean you have to keep carrying it. You need to save money. You need to put some back for an emergency fund. Just $1,000 over time can have a lot to do with how much you're going to be able to buy, uh, whether it's a car, qualify for a house. Those student loans add up, so start get to work on those. Spending less than you earn. Have a budget. Get yourself right from the beginning in control of money instead of letting the money control you. Take advantage of matching contributions with your employer. Most employers have 401Ks. If you're going to a job that has one, take advantage of it. They're going to match you sometimes dollar for dollar. That's money that you're giving away if you don't share some with yourself. I'm saying share it with yourself because not if you get it to yourself, you're just going to spend it. So you're going to share it for yourself and save it for a later time. Pay off high interest rate credit card debt. We talked about that. And talk about emergency fund money that's going to last you for at least three months. That's everything. That's rent, car notes, uh, grocery bills, doctor bills, whatever you've got. Three months worth. If you spend 3000 a month, have 9000 saved up. That's your rainy day fund. Some people never get to that step. That's like step two. They never get to step two. They're still on step one. Get to step two, and then you start saving for your house and everything else. Because even when you come to me at Dexter Mortgage, and I'm going to help you with a mortgage, you've got to have a cushion. I can't take all the money that you have and put as a down payment on a house. That 9000 doesn't mean you have $9,000 worth of buying power in the mortgage world. That means you probably have 6000 with a $3,000 cushion. Cushion, cushion, cushion. Invest yourself now and thank yourself later. Invest in yourself, which is for your long-term goals. Maximize your employer matches. 
makes tax um, advantage savings plans. There's a lot of things online savings that you can do through automatic drafts. You know how to how to grow rich. You you hear all these different books I talk about. Um, automatic savings. They're all automatic. Put money aside. Trick yourself. Round up in your checkbook. I don't know. You don't know what a checkbook is if you're younger. Those of us that are my age, we had checkbooks. Round up to the next dollar so you have a cushion in there. Trick yourself. If you write a check for $20, put it in there for 25 Trick yourself so you won't bounce checks. The tricks still work. Learn how to choose the right investments. When you're young, you can take higher risk stocks. As you get older, you're going to put them more towards cash and more uh, liquidity. Talk with a great financial planner. Give yourself a checkup. You need to go down your list. In your 20s, you're going to contribute to your 401k and you're going to minimize debt. You're going to maximize your 401k plan. You're going to pay down your credit cards. You're going to create a budget and an emergency fund. By the time you hit your 30s and 40s, when you get into this age group, it's a real balancing act because you may not be able to save as much as you want for retirement because then you also have retirement, college for your kids, maybe your parents need your help, then you want to invest for some stuff for you. It's very hard to stay on track and juggle everything. I know a lot of people that set up separate checking accounts. I knew a, a girl that she had a, a check for her, a checking account for her pool that she was going to get. She had another account for her child's wedding, another account for the child's car, and every month she deposits so much money into each of those accounts. Was that a little excessive? Yes. Did it work for her? Yes. You've got to find out what works for you. Putting it on an Excel spreadsheet and knowing exactly where every dime goes works for some. Other people spending as little as they can every time they spend money works. Find what works for you. Again, you're going to maximize your 401K. You're going to be tax savvy. You're going to start saving money through your taxes. You may want to charge a, a look at buying a Roth 401K. Change the way you're viewing your money. There's a lot of things that you can do when you consult with a financial planner and a CPA where they can actually help you save money on taxes. That's what you're going for in your 20s and 30s. Save for college for your potential kids or your children that are, that gosh, they're going to grow up really fast. You're going to purchase protection. Make sure you have adequate disability insurance and life insurance. I'm going to do a whole segment next week on disability insurance. Very, very important for everyone. In your 50s, you're already to your 50s or approaching your 50s, you can make catch-up contributions for your retirement plan. This is the time to see if it's all going to work out the way you thought. If you're age 50 or older, you can make additional catch-up contributions to your workplace savings plan of up to $5,500 or over the IRS limit on regular contributions. This means that in the year 2010, you could save up to $22,000. And for IRA holders over 50, you can contribute another $1,000 a year for up to 6000 Get with a financial planner. Find out if you're lacking your 401K, you're still earning, your kids are out of college, this is the time to play catch-up. Create and test your retirement income. What can you live on? What are you going to have in retirement? A lot of people don't know how to calculate their retirement income, so let's try this. Find out how much money you're going to need. List first all your essential expenses. This is when a lot of people come into me for the first time and want to refinance their home to pay it off in 10 years. Their financial planner has sat down with them and they said, you know, wouldn't it be great if your mortgage was gone in 10 years? You'll be retiring at age 65, let's say. You want to have it all paid off. This is when we start moving things around. 
after you list your expenses, like your mortgage, your car payments, health insurance, and your discretionary expenses, like your travel, going out to eat, entertain, entertainment, movies, whatever, next map out the expenses to the income sources you expect to have in retirement. This includes Social Security, pensions, annuities, withdrawals from your investments, savings accounts. There are all kinds of uh, income planners that you can use. You still got time, perhaps maybe 10 years or more, to adjust your savings and investment strategies to help you make up any apparent shortfall. Some people don't realize how much it's going to cost in retirement. Take a dry run of your retirement income by planning to see if you can live comfortably on the amount of money you've identified as available to you. Sometimes we see income versus an expense. Maybe you have a mortgage that can change. Maybe you can pay off your car faster so you don't have that expense in retirement. Now's the time to make all those moves. And evaluate your insurance and estate planning needs. Protection and planning is paramount during this age, the 50s. Make sure you've got enough life insurance or disability insurance or even too much insurance and adjust accordingly. You don't want to pay more than you could either. It's often more appropriate to buy long-term care insurance in your 50s before you become an uninsurable due to health. So many people let the time pass them by when they could have gotten really great premiums. They wait too long. And then don't let those payments lapse. You cannot get insurance if you screw up somehow and you get sick, you lose a payment, something bounces, insurance companies aren't taking you back. So be very, very careful. In your 60s, you're going to finalize your retirement income. A lot of people are finding themselves in their 60s looking for jobs because they have had some misfortune along the way. There is still time. You need to review your Social Security options, finalize your estate planning, and then hopefully you can retire. That is the goal, right, is to retire. But you need to make sure you have enough money to do that on. If you have questions about investing, you need great financial planners, CPAs. I've got a, a bunch of people that work with me that we share clients and we help each other out to make sure our clients get what they need. I'd be happy to help you. If you need help, my name is Debbie Davis. My email address is debbie at debbiedavisshow.com. I'll be happy to help. We'll be back with more in just a moment. 